This is Point of Scale, the podcast covering disruption, innovation, and what is happening next in the world of retail. From transactional security to omnichannel enablement, what does it mean? Why is it important? The world of retail is evolving. Hear why from the people who are making it happen. This is Point of Scale, presented by MarketScale. Hello and welcome. This is Point of Scale presented by MarketScale. I'm your host, James Preble. Thank you for joining us once again. If you want to stir up a business conversation that is going to evoke the same spirited response as, say, bringing up politics at Thanksgiving dinner with your family, you need only drop one word, cryptocurrency. The very mention of the term invokes memes, emojis, and countless scores of polarized opinions on both sides of the topic. But when you finally cut through the hot takes and the viral videos, you are left with a legitimate and significant business conversation. After all, these days, every major financial trading platform features the ability to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies as you would trade traditional financial assets. Wealth advisors at these massive financial institutions that host these trading platforms are having to educate themselves about these new potential investment opportunities for their interested clients. And allowing for new consumers to have access to the crypto marketplace is a rapidly evolving market with consistently increasing demand. Across familiar retail spaces like big box and convenience stores, consumers are starting to see an evolution of a familiar technology, cryptocurrency ATMs. Joining us today from just down the road in beautiful Fort Worth, Texas, to discuss this emerging new technology is Derek Muni, Executive Vice President and Head of Sales and Marketing at CoinSource, a leading manufacturer of crypto ATMs. Derek, thank you for joining us today, sir. James, thanks for having me on the show. No, it's it's truly a pleasure. Uh, we had the opportunity to meet in person a few weeks ago at NACS, the National Association of Convenience Stores Trade Shows. Um, and I got a chance to see your beautiful machines in person. Uh, so I'm really excited that we were able to get this conversation on the board. Yeah, likewise. It's always fun to uh, get to share what we've got going on uh, at CoinSource. And, you know, obviously attending and exhibiting at NACS is uh, um, vital and, and huge for us. So we, uh, we had a lot of fun. It was great being there. Yeah, and that's a perfect opportunity, Derek, for our listeners who may not be familiar with CoinSource and the innovative work that your organization is doing. Tell us a little bit about CoinSource. So CoinSource is a Bitcoin ATM network and software developer. Um, we uh, are coming up on eight years old now. Uh, we started with just one kiosk in, uh, in Las Vegas where you and I met James actually in person. Um, and uh, we've spread to having uh, thousands and thousands across the country. Uh, we're in 46 states. Uh, most notably, I would say that we're in New York State, uh, specifically, obviously, that includes uh, New York City. Uh, we were the very first Bitcoin ATM operator, um, uh, and we're the only operational Bitcoin ATM operator that has what's called the Bit License. So it's a, a very, very um, 
uh, difficult license to obtain and achieve. And it's the only thing that is uh, uh, able to make uh, any operator uh, able to sell Bitcoin uh, in the state of New York. So you've got multi-billion dollar exchanges that have it, the Coinbase's, the Gemini's. Um, uh, but uh, CoinSource is the only Bitcoin ATM operator there. So it's it's opened up a lot of doors for us. Uh, but back to who we are, uh, from the software development side of things, it is something that we knew right out of the gate that when we started getting momentum early on in the company, uh, we knew that relying on third-party software solutions, third-party banking, third-party armored car, there's a lot of intricacies that go along in a cash business, right? Uh, we wanted to make sure that we uh, were cutting as much cost as we can that would roll down to our customers because we also have the lowest rates out of any Bitcoin ATM operator in the business. And the reason we're able to do that is because of that single source solution provider aspect and that very customer centric mindset that we've had from the business from day one. Um, so from there, we've uh, built up again um, outside of just the one state, one kiosk almost eight years ago. And uh, we're looking at, obviously, you know, even further and larger expansion, even outside of the United States now. So it's been really, really exciting. No, congratulations. Um, it, it, it's, it's an incredible story. And, you know, like I said, seeing the machines and getting a chance to see the technology in person, uh, it, you know, it is something that, that lives up to that description in how impressive it is uh, getting to work and use the machines uh, like I did in Las Vegas. And when we were in Las Vegas together and you were telling me about the uh, the bit license that you obtained in, in New York State, which is no small feat, you, you mentioned that a lot of that had to do with with coin sources, I, I would say core value on on your full verification process for customers who use your machines. Tell me a little bit more about that full verification process why it's so important to the crypto market in general, why it's so important to CoinSource and, and how you all really set yourselves apart from a lot of other uh, crypto ATM companies or even crypto trading companies by requiring that process. No, absolutely. And, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I'd say from a, a business standpoint, our core competency has always been being very compliance centric. So it's that, that, that merge, that, that synergy of making sure that we are a, the most compliance centric operator out there while also never forgetting and never losing that, that customer centric uh, aspect as well. There has to be that, that perfect harmony, right? We want to make sure that it's a great experience for our customers and they get uh, rewarded with, you know, again, the lowest rates in the industry, while also satisfying and complying with um, all of the what's called know your customer KYC, anti money laundering um, uh, protocols and procedures that we have in place, identification verification. So, in addition to developing our own operating software system, we also developed our own proprietary compliance and uh, KYC verification uh, software as well. Um, the reason it's so important, James, is just because in order for this, which is, I'd say, every Bitcoin ATM operator, whether they have a compliance-centric mindset or not, knows that in order for this to go mainstream and for this to be a true, long-term, great solution for consumers to be able to buy and sell crypto using cash, 
especially given the fact that one third of the global population is unbanked or underbanked. Uh, so they don't even have the capabilities or the means to go online to go to an exchange. We get a lot of questions all the time. You know, why would I want to go to a convenience store or a gas station and buy Bitcoin with cash? Why can't I just stay in my pajamas at home and log online and buy crypto? Well, you absolutely can do that, but not everyone can do that. Um, so when people utilize the online and using their credit cards or debit cards to buy Bitcoin, they've already had their identification verified from their banks. With our business and our industry, there is no identification verification when you're inserting cash into a, a crypto ATM. Uh, and banks obviously frown on that. You know, every every financial institution gets audited, right? And so imagine being a bank and they're getting audited. And, they, and, and one of the questions is, so who's your most high-risk client that you have? The bank is probably going to say, well, we bank a crypto ATM company. And the auditors are immediately going to say, oh, really? Okay, tell us a little bit about their business model. Oh, well, they have um, um, large amounts of cash that are inserted in their the kiosks. Uh, from individuals. Okay, tell us more. Um, are these individuals um, ID verified? No, they just put cash in the machine and they get Bitcoin and transfer to an anonymous wallet. And uh, so immediately then the auditors are going to say, okay, well, if you'd like to continue banking, um, you're going to have to drop those, <laughs> th those clients uh, or something's going to have to change. So we knew that obviously long before we even started CoinSource that it's just not a sustainable model. Um, uh, unfortunately, there are some operators out there that uh, are looking for the quick buck because, you know, obviously we've been um, uh, advocating for uh, regulation and, and kind of a, a universal compliance standard. Uh, we've even partnered with another company um, and co-founded a cryptocurrency compliance cooperative. And the members in there have grown exponentially from banks to human trafficking entities, the federal government. Um, it's been it's been uh, amazing to see how many business centric and business minded and, and compliance minded uh, uh, companies and organizations realized how important it is to have this kind of universal compliance standard. Right. So uh, to that. Um, the reason it's so important to us is because that scalability, right? And we wouldn't be in 46 states right now and expanding even further than that. We most certainly wouldn't have been able to achieve the bit license in New York. Uh, we're also the only operator that's got national banking. We've got bank accounts in all 50 states. It's unheard of in our business. And there's no secret sauce to it. There's no, we have, we have nothing that we're, we're you know, uh, having our competitors question, how did they do it? How did they do it? It's very simple. We ID verify all of our customers from day one and dollar one. It's a one-time account creation that our customers have to do. It takes two, three, four minutes max. And from there, uh, you can use any coin source kiosk across the country and the average transaction time from start to finish, from entering your phone number, which acts as your account number, to getting your receipt not only printed at the kiosk, but also uh, text message to your phone is less than 60 seconds. And we're able to do that because you've created your account, because you verified your ID. We don't resell that information. We don't retarget it. We don't remarket it. It simply is to satisfy those banks and those auditors that say, hey, we love the business model. You guys just have to do it the right way. And so that's really been our, our foundation is, is compliance centric and, uh, and, and doing it the right way for scalability. It's, it's an incredibly impressive operation. And, you know, I think 
kudos to you all and the amount of time that you were able to scale that out and, and not just how successful it's been, but going about it in a way that is, uh, you know, uh, truly principled in its efforts and compliance. But, you know, that is, uh, it is ahead of the curve, frankly, in what we're dealing with, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that while in hindsight and, you know, it, it's easier to sleep at night because you guys made the right decision, both from a compliance standpoint, a legal standpoint, uh, and in the long run from a business standpoint, it wasn't the, it couldn't have been the easiest decision to make at the front because, you know, you really were playing the long game in, in how you were doing this and, and likely refusing business from people who did not want to, uh, BID verified. So, you know, there, there was definitely gumption in that decision. There was, um, before we pivoted over to in-house software developers and, and, uh, and building out our own operating system, we were on a third-party software platform that a lot of other operators are still on. And, um, uh, there is an option uh, with that platform to uh, bypass the the necessity for identification verification or up to a certain level, right? A lot of operators will say, well, uh, you know, un unless it's past this amount of money, then we don't need to ID verify. We don't want to turn away the, the opportunistic customers that want to just try us out for a little bit. Well, the problem with that mindset is that, um, you know, most scams and most fraudulent transactions happen below that threshold. And so, you know, what a, what a terrible mindset and, and business model to where, yes, you're receiving money, you're making money on the, on the ATM fees, but it could be somebody, it could be that opportunistic customer that's heard about Bitcoin, that wants to buy it, figure this is the easiest way. It's definitely the most tangible way, right? I mean, it's a whole lot easier to go to a physical kiosk, live customer support, like customer, uh, like CoinSource offers seven days a week, touch the machine, see it with your own eyes, um, insert cash, get an actual receipt, as opposed to trying to tell somebody, oh, you're, you've, you want to buy Bitcoin, you're get, just getting into it. Well, go to this website and go to this you know, overseas foreign exchange and enter your social security number and give them your credit card number while you're <laughs> at it too. And give them your bank account number as well. And, and you know, buy this digital currency that you'll never be able to see, touch, smell, or fold. But trust me, it's, it's, it's legitimate, it's safe, it's okay. Uh, you know, you scare away a lot of people that way. So this is, uh, um, it gives that safety. It gives, uh, uh, one of my favorite words to use when we describe our business, you know, with the cash crypto is tangibility. Uh, it, it makes it feel and seem more real, right? Um, so when we first started out and we were on that third-party software system, we too um, uh, had a, up to $800 was a threshold to where you didn't have to uh, verify your identity. And not only is our compliance department one of our largest departments, I mean, uh, we have uh, our that department alone is larger than than most operators entire organization. Um, but also we, you know, we've never outsourced our customer support, right? Um, we've got live in house customer support, seven days a week, and we constantly have uh, key metric meetings on on any type of keywords or inquiries or what type of tickets have been coming in. And what we noticed immediately were people that were a little concerned that they might have sent money to somebody that they shouldn't have uh, were the ones that were below that threshold. And, you know, once you send Bitcoin to a wallet address, there's no stopping it. There's no canceling it. There's no reversing it. You know, when it's sent, it's sent. It's equivalent to you 
you know, unfortunately falling victim to a scam and they tell you to put a bunch of cash in an envelope and you drop that envelope into a mailbox and, and you know, you can't get you can't get it back out. Right. So we knew immediately that that part of that identification verification process is about building and establishing a relationship with our customers and, and that trust factor. So if we notice that somebody had just created an account and they want to utilize our maximum daily limit, for example, $8,500. Well, somebody that, um, you know, just uh, their account and then they want to go to one of our locations and put $8,500 in, that triggers a little bit of a, of a red flag with us that let's just make sure that these people know what they're doing. So let's, let's, let's build on that relationship. Let's contact them before the transaction goes through and say, hey, do you know who you're sending this to? Do you trust the, the, the recipient on the other end? And it's helped us be able to prevent uh, a lot of victims of scams and a lot of victims of, of just fraudulent activity. You know, unfortunately, in this day and age, uh, we'll never run out of examples of bad people taking advantage of good things. And um, we never want to profit. We never will profit on fraudulent activity or scammers. You know, we are here for that. It, it is that long term play. And it's that trust that we've built and established over the years with our customers. So they know that. It's the safest and most secure way to be able to buy and sell uh, and send crypto. And, and I'm glad you talked about the, the tangibility aspect there, uh, how it builds um, you know, that, that relationship with the customer from the first interaction with the machine. But there's, there's also a, a, an angle there about just the business itself in, in that you, you are with uh, CoinSource's customers you're you're taking a a very familiar interaction at, at least here in the US North America the developed world which is what you do with an ATM but you are evolving it a little bit right and and you and you've mentioned it you're putting cash in it is being sent somewhere you are getting a return you are buying bitcoin but it is a little bit it's definitely an evolution of that experience that we are all so very familiar with uh, with ATMs, it's it's the next step. And tell me a little bit about how you know your customers have really taken to it so quickly. It just seems like it's been such a natural sort of evolution. There's obviously um, a lot of thought about providing support that you have mentioned that that CoinSource is is always uh, you know on on the watch for, but there. You can't have had the success that CoinSource has, has had without that interaction being somewhat natural. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's really exactly the the case is uh, that, that you mentioned because one of the great things about verifying the ID of all of our customers is that that means that we know all of our customers, right? We know their demographics. We know where they, you know, what cities they live in, what states they live in. Um, we can recognize buying patterns. The fastest growing demographic of our entire customer base are baby boomers, believe it or not. And I think I, I, I revert back to the tangibility aspect of it, sure. But also what you mentioned, James, is that they've been conditioned for decades now on how to use a traditional ATM, right? It's, a, it's just, um, it's, it's second thought to them. They, you know, it's a three, four step process and, and it's just, it's nothing new to them. It's, it's that familiarity, right? That trust. They put their right. debit card in, they need, to, they need to withdraw cash for, 
you know, whatever reason they need, they need cash to tip the ballet driver at a restaurant they're going to on date night, whatever. Um, it is also that opportunistic customer, right? So we wanted to make it as familiar as possible to our customers for that very reason. And, and, you know, the data is always, you know, I'm a very data-driven operator, and uh, the data is always fascinating to see that that, that still is our fastest-growing demographic. You know, we, we break it up in about three, right? Um, I mentioned the unbanked and underbanked individuals in the world, and, and uh, here in the U.S., it's it's tickling around 30%. Um, that's always going to be uh, a customer base of a Bitcoin ATM, just because they have no other option. If they want to buy crypto, and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of merchants around the world that accept crypto, for payments and and um, you know settling solutions, so it's a perfect fit for them. That's always going to be a, a constant, right? And then we have millennials and, and Gen Zers who are kind of pivoting away from traditional financial institutions. You know, with that mindset of like, why do I have to pay my bank twelve dollars a month for them to hang on to my own money? You know, I don't like this. I'm gonna I want to I want to diversify the way that I'm I'm managing or storing my my finances. And so you know, that's that's definitely of course a quick uh, uh, and a large demographic as well. If you were to ask me four or five years ago, you know, what's your largest demographic? I would have immediately answered 18 to 34 year old males, period. That's it. Now we have about an even keel of male and female. And the large, uh, uh, the, the other large third, if you will, of our demographic, but again, the fastest growing uh, is the baby boomers. And, and again, to your point, I really think it's because of that that familiarity, right? And and so that was also part of this, um, um, you know, of the business mindset that, that we had going into this when we were developing our own software is let's make it, you know, I love the KISS theory, right? Keep it simple, stupid. And let, let's, let's make it as easy as possible because, you know, the last thing you want to do is, is to capture that attention of that customer, whether it be from online advertising or, you know, our strategic marketing that we do um, or, podcasts or, or you know any any type of uh, any type of way that we can get in front of a, a potential uh, customer and convert them over to an actual customer the last thing in the world you'd want to do is to be able to bring them get them in front of a kiosk and then make it so complicated or so foreign to them that you know they end up just giving up and and uh, and not transacting um, so making it easy, making it safe, making it secure has helped us really capture those, uh, those opportunistic customers that are above a certain age as well, that you wouldn't think new technology, new finance, right? I mean, new, technically you could say it's new money. Uh, you know, we were, we're able to kind of give a warm welcome to the industry and to that kind of technology with, with how we have it set up. Now, I, I appreciate that information because it, it gives us a, a view into all the thought that, that CoinSource has put into how they get to know their customer and continue to build that relationship with their customer. And so there, it, the elements of who those customers are can't be super surprising to you all because there was so much intention behind it. But when you think about the crypto marketplace and sort of some of the immediate demographics that come to mind, does that surprise a lot of whether it's partners or, um, you know, banks that you're working with or even just people that you're having a casual conversation with telling them about what CoinSource does? Do, do those demographics kind of shock people who don't have the insight that you have? That's a good question. 
I'd say sometimes, yeah. Um, I think initially it was the 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 very rapidly growing um, female demographic. Uh, again, like I said, if you asked me a handful of years ago, it would have been overwhelmingly male, right? 18 and 34 year olds. So nowadays when people are asking, well, who, you know, who, who uses your kiosk? You, you mentioned at the very beginning of your show, uh, which I, I love, and it is oh so true, you know, conversations around the, the Thanksgiving table, right? Um, you know, I, I've been asked many times, you know, so, so even by family, uh, and this long into, into with CoinSource, right? Um, you know, so what is it exactly that you do? And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's always fun to be able to answer that. And then, you know, it, you go down the rabbit hole, right? It's, it's well, who uses those kiosks? And um, so it's it's second nature to me to be able to to, to share that kind of stuff, and 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 uh, it, it's really really exciting the fact that um, it is surprising to people, you know that that it's uh, you know because when you think about it, cash crypto, okay, well why okay, I I just don't you know some people that are just new or, or have never even dipped their toes into cryptocurrency and blockchain technology uh it's it's just so foreign to them that they they can't wrap their minds around who would use it um we've got hundreds of thousands of uh of accounts uh, active accounts that are transacting with us and and again with that kind of data all walks of life we're able to to see um from you know wall street bankers down to again those uh um uh, unbanked, uh, underbanked individuals that are utilizing Bitcoin for their day-to-day life and and services um, and and you know goods that they rely on. Um, you know, there's there's universities that accept uh, crypto for tuition now. Um, there's uh, in New York alone. I mean, there's there's tens of thousands of merchants that you can go in and and uh, and utilize cryptocurrency to um, for for you know all products and goods and services they offer in their stores, and and that goes far above and beyond the U.S. It actually helps bridge you as a U.S. consumer into the global market that accepts crypto as well. So a lot of individuals, sure, do they use it for an investment standpoint and, you know, in a vehicle to, to store their, their funds? Absolutely. And it is a great one. You know, of course, there's a, there is volatility in the market, but what financial market does not have volatility? You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a four-letter word, right? Because um, look at the optics. If you zoom out and you see where it started versus where it is, and, and the relatively in the big picture of things, the short amount of time from when it was first, you know, incepted to now, it has done nothing but this. It's just been growing all the way up. And that's what I think attracts the surprising to others, you know, type of demographics that we get, right? Uh, you know, that's, that's why uh, it, it's a little bit more comfortable. It's a little bit more welcoming for those, those um, unexpected kind of demographics and consumers to use our kiosks. No, I, I appreciate that that insight, and I think you said it perfectly. Uh, especially speaking to that volatility around the marketplace, is it's about that accessibility, that simplification, and the way I see it is is the democratization of being able to uh, invest or buy these these crypto assets. That you're you're opening the door to a lot of people who you you mentioned how murky the process is in a lot of ways before you're stabilizing that for a lot of consumers who may not have thought of it beforehand. And, and with that growth, CoinSource has really partnered with a lot of incredible 
uh, retailers to bring your machines into their space. What is it about the crypto market that these uh, retailers across the country are, you know, seeing and wanting to engage more in the crypto marketplace? Well, as the not only popularity, but the demand, which drives popularity uh, uh, for cryptocurrency and being able to buy and, and sell and, and uh, you know, transfer um, and store cryptocurrency uh, rises, it's those prestigious national retailers and, and, and uh, you know, any business that, that listens to their customers like CoinSource does and, and wants to be able to provide those solutions to their customers you know, they're going to be doing their due diligence on what type of operator they want to have in their business because, um, you know, it's not just CoinSource that, that knows that the trust factor to your consumers is what's going to ensure that they're going to remain your customer, right, and your consumer. Um, so during that due diligence process, um, here recently we partnered with QuickTrip in the Midwest. They've got a um, little over 800 locations uh, in Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. It's a fantastic organization. I cannot speak highly enough about them. Um, I mean, from making their own ice cubes to uh, uh, just how kind their customer service is. I mean, they also don't believe in any kind of third-party uh, solution. They do everything. I mean, the milk you buy from that Quick Trip is from a Quick Trip dairy farm and Quick Trip cows, and even the glass bottle that, that the milk is in, they blow their own glass bottles. I mean, it's 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 an amazing operation and organization. Um, but when we partnered with them, you know, what was most important to them as a business is maintaining that trust that their customers, their extremely loyal customers had with QuickTrip and the QuickTrip brand. And again, for a company as large as they are, who prides themselves on the, you know, the loyalty of their customers and that trust, that mutual trust back and forth of their customers, providing great services, great products at the lowest prices possible. It sounded, it resonated so well to CoinSource because that's exactly what we do. We want to provide a great product um, that everyone has been getting interested into here lately, especially at the lowest possible price, right? So that's why we offer a Bitcoin at the lowest fees possible. Well, their biggest concern was compliance you know we want to make sure that if we're going to be bringing in a third party which they don't like to do product into their store and it's their customers that they're going to be saying hey you asked us for it here we are delivering um, we now have a bitcoin atm machine in all of our locations they wanted to make sure that their customers were going to be taken care of and protected and so you know the live customer support they loved the identification verification they loved the fact that how important our compliance aspect of our business model was was truly the final decision maker for them and so i think that more and more um large retailers blue chip retailers if you will like that are going to be jumping on board uh because they need to satisfy the demands of their customers and the demand is just growing and growing for, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm interested in Bitcoin. I'd, I'd love that. And the trust factor isn't just on the transaction side of it. It's also the location side of it. Because as a reminder, we are a cash to crypto business. So you're bringing cash into a location and inserting it into a kiosk to buy Bitcoin. 
you probably would feel a whole lot more comfortable going to your neighborhood grocery, for example, that you go to get your gas at and you go to get, you know, the, the milk I mentioned to you and, and, you know, lotto tickets, et cetera, as opposed to, you know, Joe's liquor store on the south side of some shady city, at, at, you know, uh, at, you know, and the lights are out at night and it's dark and you're carrying a couple thousand dollars of cash on you. You know, I think that the evolution of our business and, and our industry uh, has been phenomenal. You know, we've seen uh, it used to be a race of from from different competitors and different operators. And I love competition. I mean, it's, it's so healthy. It just it all it does is prove that that you have a great business and a great business model um, when when there's competition in there, because other people see uh, opportunity there as well. Right. But what we noticed is that originally it was always a race to who's got the most kiosks out there. You know, let's just throw them out. It was a land grab, especially um, during COVID uh, and specifically last year, 2021. It was just, you know, let's just throw out as many kiosks as we can out there. Well, unlike, and this is going to be a little bit of, a, of an opposite from what you and I were talking about, about the, the usability of a traditional ATM versus a Bitcoin ATM. And, and specifically when I was talking about baby boomers. Unlike traditional ATMs, this is not the type of a business to where one on every corner is going to be as as you know feasible as a traditional ATM. Um, for for a lot of different reasons, but from a business side of it, you know you're you're promoting the location awareness, right? You're 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 advertising your kiosks on location directory listings, and and although I've been talking about opportunistic customers on your show. The driving force of this industry has actually been purpose-driven customers. You know, this is a destination location that people are going to. So it has has it helped that we have been partnering with a lot of well-known, very high-level, prestigious, you know, national retailers such as Quick Trip. Uh, yes, of course, but it still is that that you know um, predetermined, predecided consumer that is online at home or on their mobile device. And they're looking to see where's the closest Bitcoin ATM to them. So although you would think that, okay, well, if you put more out there, that's great. These consumers, uh, they're, they're choosing what's convenient for them, whether it's the lowest fees. There's some consumers that don't want to do business with, ATM, with Bitcoin ATMs that do require identification verification. And there's consumers that will go an extra mile or an extra two miles to, to find the Bitcoin ATM operator that they know has that trustworthiness to them, that they know that it's safe and secure to buy. So, you know, if we had one at, at one corner of an intersection and another kiosk at another, you know, you're you're kind of diluting the pot, if you will, a little bit, right? So, um, it's been it's been interesting as far as as um, being as selective as we have been as far as where we place our kiosks. But it isn't a land grab anymore. It's definitely not quantity of locations that is making the business successful. It's the quality of locations that makes the business successful. No, that's that's incredible insight, and uh, you know, congratulations on the on the partnership with Quick Trip, and they are an incredible organization. And that that trust has to be a two way road beneficially because. You know, Quick Trip is obviously a, a national retailer, and, and they can't put anything into their very highly valued stores that they don't have full and complete trust in. And then, as well, consumers know well if this is in Quick Trip, which is not, you know, and, and no, no offense to individually owned bodegas, but it's not 
just some individually owned bodega somewhere in, in a city. It is a national retailer. Those consumers, you're, you're right, are going to go that extra mile because they know uh, Quick Trip would not put this in their stores if if I could not trust it as a consumer. Absolutely. And, you know, it's 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 not just that we're offering an additional product and service for uh, these retailers, right? Think about what happened when pay at the pump technology uh, was implemented at all gas stations. It destroyed in-store foot traffic. So this is an opportunity for those retailers to have that foot traffic come back into their store to where it's now their time to shine. It's their time to show off the products and the services that they offer inside of their store. And it's opportunistic for them, right? If, if we have a cash in hand customer that we have drawn into their location, chances are they are going to fill up their gas tank or they are going to buy a, you know, a bottle of water or lotto tickets or, or what have you. And so it's, it's been a win-win all the way around. You've got that trust factor from the end consumer that they feel safe and confident that, that they know the brand, they know the retailer. And so to your point, if it's in this store, okay, it's got to be trustworthy. And then they're also patronizing that location. So the store owner or owners or, uh, you, know, open, you know, umbrella company is benefiting from that. And consumers benefiting from, from that. We're benefiting from that. It really is just a, a great win and synergistic relationship all the way around. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And uh, it, it's your organization has an incredible story behind it, Derek. And I think it is so refreshing to see you know, such a level, accessible story within the greater environment of the crypto marketplace. Uh, you know, it's it, it's you guys are the adults in the room almost in, in the Wild West. And so <laughs> I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. If you would like to know more, please visit coinsource.net to find out more about these incredible machines that are run by a business you can trust. Uh, and if your organization is looking to launch a podcast similar to Point of Scale, I'd encourage you to visit marketscale.com. But Derek, thank you once again for joining me. Uh, I, I truly enjoyed this conversation, sir. James, likewise. Always uh, really enjoyed it in Las Vegas speaking with you. And uh, this was a lot of fun being on your show. So thank you again for having me. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thank you once again for joining us here at Point of Scale. I'm your host, James Preble. We look forward to seeing you again. <laughs>